Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. second period also early in period two Buffalo leading Washington 3-1 Tyson Jost has a goal in that game his seventh of the season later Minnesota at St. Louis and the Islanders will take on the Ducks uh, the Oilers did not practice today they well I mean you could go out on the ice and skate if you wanted to but just more of a rest and recovery today after their meetings and their workouts Jay Woodcroft will explain why he made that decision a little bit later on Oilers Host the Stars tomorrow, 5.30 for the face-off show. Game at 7 right here on 6.30, Chet. We got our weekly guest, Kelly Rudy, standing by. He joins us once a week for Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian, head to sentinelstorage.ca. And I went into the Rudy audio archive, which is like its, its own dedicated website, really. Uh, and I found this. You're starting to stir things up right in front of Anno Rayon. She gets out of the way, and here's Mano Rayon on a breakaway. She figured if Rudy can do it, well, hey, I can do it. Mano Rayon in front, she shoots, she scores! Okay, so that appeared to be, Kelly Rudy, some sort of a game involving the Hanson brothers from Slapshot. I'm just telling you what I saw. You'll have to fill in the details. And uh, Manon Rayom, who made history in the 90s, uh, first female to play in the NHL, played in a preseason game. While there was some sort of brouhaha going on, uh, she skated the length of the ice and took a shot on you. What was going on? Okay. I do remember that event very well. So that was uh, in the early 90s, I want to say. And unfortunately, that was at around the time where I think there were a whole bunch of fires in around the Malibu area, in around Los Angeles. And so uh, the Ducks and the Kings decided to have a charity hockey game uh, at the uh, at the arena in Anaheim. And I believe the event was called Fire and Ice. And so it was uh, to raise some money for uh, the fire relief. And it would, turned out to be a really fun thing. Like, can you imagine... Uh, two NHL teams now putting on an exhibition game for fun. Uh, it, it just wouldn't happen anymore. That was the uh, brainchild, I want to say, of Michael Eisner, uh, he of Disney, and Bruce McNall, our owner. And so it was a really cool event. Got to meet a lot of people that uh, had never met, including Manom. So it was uh, it was something. I played forward, I want to say. I may have played goal for a little bit. I know for a while, though, I was uh, playing forward, although I was in my goalie skates. 
Uh, okay, sorry. Was this during the season or in the off season? Yes, during the season. Wow! Can you imagine that? No, I could not imagine that because the schedule is done down to the second now, and the, they have to have a certain number of days off and and stuff like that. Well, so yeah, I'm sure you'd have to get to some sort of approval from the players' association. I, I'm sure we would have back then, but. I mean, I can't imagine two teams doing something like that in today's world. It would have just been ridiculous. It, it was ridiculous now looking back on it, but, uh, I mean, that was a different sort of world, right? And with Gretzky on the Kings, we are trying to do anything to promote the game. Okay, so th- that may have not been you in net then because Manon Ryomi in her goalie gear goes down on a breakaway and scores on the other goalie. I, I thought it was you judging by the mask. It could have been me. Or somebody yeah, could have been, been you. You could have given your helmet to somebody else, uh, a position player playing net. Okay. I could have done that too. You know who was actually not a bad goalie? And Edmonton fans will remember his name, Charlie Huddy. Oftentimes when I had uh, like days off and I didn't, or I didn't feel like going for practice, maybe I was a little bit too banged up, Charlie Huddy would throw on my gear and he would take my spot on occasion. He was pretty darn good too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, well that's okay. Well, that's interesting. And things are different now. And of course we have the, the CBA mandated days off. So teams have to get yep. four days off a month and that means yep. no flying. And, and so yep. today, and here's what happened today, Kelly. And I, th- I wonder if this ever happened in your playing days. Like we got a notice, uh, you know, in our, in our media alert, not an alert thing, mm-hmm. but our media yep. you know, a, a chat thing from the Oilers yep. saying, Hey, just a heads up, you know, they're, there will be players at the rink, but they're not practicing. So this would still be a work day for them. And I guess the players didn't know till they got in and Woody said, Hey, we're going to meet. You can do a workout or a stretch. If you want to skate, there's ice, but we're not going to practice. Like, would that ever happen in your day and age? You'd show up and a coach would say, you know what, boys don't go on the ice today. Oh yeah, totally. Like we were, we didn't have the, uh, you know, the uh, mandatory days off. So it was almost like for us, we planned to go to the rink every single day. And so you would get surprised on occasion. Uh, the coach would say, Hey, uh, nothing going on today. Maybe, maybe a meeting or something, sometimes not. And just, I'll see you tomorrow. So we had that kind of stuff all the time. I mean, uh, I would have loved to have played in the NHL when we had four days off a month. You know what used to really make me angry and I won't say his name, but there was a coach we had that we'd have, he would say, okay, Sunday off, and uh, but we better play well Saturday night. And then if we didn't, then he'd take the day away, day off away from us. And I was so mad at him because I was a dad with three uh, kids and, you know, I'd plan on something. And I was like, seriously, that, that – so it's just punishment now. It, it has nothing to do with getting rest or looking after your family. It was just a form of punishment. And I'm glad they can't do that same, same sort of thing in today's game. Okay. Kelly Rudy joining us tonight on Inside Sports. The Oilers got the win over Ottawa last night. Leon Dreisaitl hits 100 points for the fourth time in his career with a couple of goals on Mad Sogard. We talked a lot about Leon after the game last night, and Rob and I sort of reflected, because it's been almost nine years since he was drafted, third overall, yeah. you got high expectations, but I don't know if anybody saw him as a, you know, almost a point and a half per game player, 50 goal scorer, probably was seen as more of a playmaker, you know, maybe around a point yeah. a game. I'm just wondering, you know, your observations of Dreisaitl and the, and the path his career has taken to this point. Well, first of all, he's a tremendous playmaker. There's no doubt about that. He has incredible vision. He has great hockey sense. But I don't think when I first saw him that I would 
see him turn into one of the purest goal scorers the game has ever seen. I mean, his release is up there with any of the great goal scorers uh, that you've ever seen. And now it's like a quick release, kind of like a Mike Bossy type release. I don't think it's quite the same as like an Ovechkin where he just simply overpowers the, the goaltender and doesn't use a lot of deception. Uh, Dreisaitl does use a lot of deception, the quick hands. Uh, it's just, I would think if you're going to ask most of the goalies in the National Hockey League, they would say he would be up there with anybody with the top five goal scorers just because of that release well and, and that's the thing right and in his first goal last night he was camped out in his one-timer yeah. spot and then he just waited and mcdavid got the puck yeah. and then he just darted into the middle right so yeah exactly I, I mean as much as he scores a lot from that position you can't just yeah. rely on him being there and only take that one thing away yeah it's i mean we haven't seen a guy like that in a long time uh, and, and I'm not, uh, you know, overstating this. He is just something really special. I mean, that goal he scored on David Riddick, what's that, about two weeks ago yeah. now? Uh, the one over the shoulder where he put the net back on <laughs> its moorings on the power play, and then he went and stood that spot, and uh, very few players in the history of the game can ever score that goal. All right, and then you got McDavid up to 129 points. That's the most anybody has had in a season since Lemieux and Yager got to 161 and 149, respectively, in yeah. uh, in 95-96. So, you know, 150 is very much doable here. I don't know if he's going to get to Mario's 161, but 150 is in play. If he gets to 139, he'll have the best season in Oilers history by anyone not named Wayne Gretzky because Coffey had one yeah. uh, 38. Uh, I, I mean, I think we're still moving into an offensive era, but uh, yeah. I mean, McDavid's leading the charge there. Well, again, he's, uh, I was just raving about Dreisaitl and then uh uh, or n times two maybe by for McDavid. I mean, that's maybe a little exaggerated, but he is just something else. It seems like every single time uh, I watch him, there's something new that he does. And, uh, I mean, just forget about the speed, because that's one thing. The way in which he changes direction, uh, he'll go maybe to his left seven feet and just right in front of the defender, and the defender just has nothing, no answer for it. I mean, it's just incredible what he does. I, I think Oiler fans recognize how spoiled they are having both those guys on the same team and and it's almost a shame we were going to do a thing on ryan nugent hopkins last saturday on hockey night and we just got too uh too heavy so we didn't have enough time but we had this really great pack on nugent hopkins and that's the shame of this whole thing because because of those two we don't talk enough about nugent hopkins and and the great year he's having and the great career that he's having and so that's kind of the shame for some of those other players because those two players get all the attention there are other good players on that team I, I, is there any and it's I, I know it's hard to compare eras Here's where I'm going with this. McDavid, yeah. he's a one-man zone entry. Like, as soon as he gets the puck yeah. in his own end, you assume there's going to be offense. Dave Campbell, who you know, the producer of the show, and yeah. you're on with him sometimes, he yeah. he sometimes follows the games on that site. I think it was Natural Stat Trick he was looking at. Yeah. And there was a yeah. game, McDavid had 17 controlled zone entries. Nobody right. else in the game had more than five. Right. <laughs> I know it's it's and we all take it for granted now right like we we don't look at that one single play and go oh my gosh I've never seen anything like it it's just that it's so ordinary now uh when he, he breaks through the neutral zone and enters the, the zone cleanly like it's 
uh, again, it's very rare. Like the guy that I thought used to do it the best uh, when he was in his prime was Patrick Kane. But, but Kane didn't do it as often and as easily as uh, McDavid. Kelly Rudy joining us then on Inside Sports. Okay, I'm going to close with uh, a fun one. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll give I'll give Scheffler's menu uh, in a few minutes because because I want to yeah, do it I in, in, it in detail. Yep. You you obviously have, have looked it up because yep. it's food. You probably got an alert to your phone as soon as it was announced. <laughs> but Scotty Scheffler, the defending Masters champion, he he gets to pick the champions yep. dinner before this year's tournament. Yep. So what would your champions dinner be at Augusta? Okay, so I thought about this, and I'm always torn because when everybody asks me what's my favorite food, I have two answers because I can't pick. And uh, so if I were to win the Masters and I had to choose my Masters dinner, here's what I'd go with. I'd go with sushi, and I would go with Ukrainian food. But the problem with me choosing Ukrainian food, like Petaha and uh, Holchi and the, like the really good stuff, the stuff my grandma and my mom make, not the, uh, although the, some of the store-bought ones are really good, but I would wonder if the guys, the chefs at uh, Augusta could make proper Ukrainian food, because if it's not good, I don't want it, right? I want like my mom makes. And so that would be the dilemma I would have in choosing my food. So, so you, sushi or Ukrainian food? Okay, that's right? th- those are pretty good. Those are pretty good choices. I'm, I'm sure they'd, I'm sure they'd have the money to bring in somebody who oh, specializes. Maybe you're right. I think, I think Augusta does okay. Mom, right? <laughs> yeah, or they could just bring your mom in for the week, right. and she could just. And cook what for would everybody. you do? What would you have? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give mine a little later, but I'll text okay, it to you later. It. Okay. Okay, sounds good, buddy. Okay, Kelly, this was. Uh, where are you? This are you in California with the Flames right now? What's going on? Well, I'm We're in not Vegas, California. Fact, um, I'm, yeah, Vegas. I'm yeah, looking Vegas. over the strip right now, and I'm thinking I might go to a show tonight. I'm not sure which one. I have to talk to my coworkers and see where they're going. F- Flames have pretty much no room for error, eh? No, they do not. Uh, and it's slipping away fast. they got to get on a bit of a run here. And uh, it better for them, it better start again tomorrow. Okay. Kelly, thanks for checking in, man. You got it. See you, Reed. Thanks, buddy. That is former NHL goaltender, now a broadcaster with the NHL on Rogers and a regular guest on this show, courtesy Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. Fun chat there with Kelly, his perspective on McDavid and Dreisaitl, who are cruising along for your Edmonton Oilers and, and a little bit on food, which is always fun. We'll uh, tell you what Jay Woodcroft, well, we won't tell you. You'll hear it from him. You'll hear what Woody had to say today. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about this Champions Dinner at Augusta and what you would like. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Yes. Dance the night away. Van Halen. Classic track. 
from 1979. Van Halen 2 was the album. This is an excellent song. Okay. Still 1-1, Colorado and Toronto. Seven minutes left in the second period. We'll keep you updated on that one. The Oilers, well, looking good for a playoff spot. Where will they finish? Going to be hard to get home ice advantage in the first round. I, I At this point, I hate to say it. I, I hate to be Mr. Pessimism. You can get angry with me if you like. I don't think they're going to finish first in the division. They are eight points behind Vegas with 14 games left. That's a lot to make up. Even finishing second is going to be tough. Five points behind L.A. L.A. also has 14 games remaining. No, they do uh, play the Kings, so you never know. Uh, and the Oilers are a point ahead of Seattle. Seattle has a game in hand. So Seattle has a edge of .001 when it comes to point percentage. They play Seattle on Saturday. First of all, that game against Dallas tomorrow. And uh, head coach Jay Woodcroft decided not to have a practice today. I think it's important to have an understanding of where we're at and our schedule, um, you know, since the All-Star break, I was just looking at it in the last five weeks or so since the All-Star break, we've gone to the East Coast three different times and come back. We went through a stretch of playing 11 games in 20 days in conjunction with talking with our coaching staff and our people. We just thought that was the best decision for today. Now, uh, we didn't go on the ice, but that didn't mean we didn't get better today. We, we treated today as a regeneration day and to try and refill uh, the energy reservoir so that we're ready to play against a really good team in the Dallas Stars tomorrow night. All right, so that is why Jay Woodcroft decided not to hold the practice today, but players could skate if they wanted to. Uh, I believe Zach Hyman was out there. We'll get more from Woody on Zach Hyman as we move along. He did practice on uh, Monday, didn't play yesterday, but uh, hopefully he's good for tomorrow night. Hyman, an important part of this team. A little more on the Oilers, and of course, I'm happy to hear from you whether you want to talk hockey or food. I'd love to know what your champion's dinner would be at Augusta. 780-496-0063. If you're using the good old-fashioned telephone, it's the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. Back after the news. 